Hey guys, Riley here, and welcome to the latest episode of the Podcasters Podcast from us over at Podigy. And today, because it is such a recurring question to everybody from everyone who's trying to do podcasting, we're going to cover the best software for podcasting. And if you're familiar with Podigy, you probably know that we like Reaper, like a whole lot. And if you followed any of our guides, you know that Reaper is a complicated program, and we only use maybe 3% of its total potential, and that is a number I just pulled out of my keister, but that 3% is part of the reason why we choose to use it here at Podigy. Reaper is a program where anything, absolutely anything, can be mapped, chained, manipulated, or automated, and more than that, you can batch process, create your own effects, jam with people over the internet, distribute processing across multiple computers, Use it from your command line, spectral edit items, and so much more. Essentially, it's a tinkerer's dream. And I hope that when you use our guides, your mind is filled with ways to customize our workflow to suit your style better. I don't mind, certainly, is I tweak settings and controls and templates all the time to better adapt to my style of editing. That being said, Reaper isn't for everybody. There is a considerable amount of work to do out of the box to get it set up for podcasting. And the interface, I will admit, is not the prettiest in the world. So what else is out there? Today, I'm going to outline a few alternatives to Reaper. But first, let's look at what we want out of our digital audio workstations when we're podcasting. And the best way to do that might be to look at what we don't want. And what we don't want is audacity. I've never liked Audacity. I respect that it was a great program 17 years ago when it first came out, and probably continues to be most people's go-to recommendation when they're trying to get a remote guest to record their audio locally. That's okay. However, doing anything other than recording audio into Audacity is such a time suck. More than that, though, the skills you learn on Audacity don't translate well into other DAWs. Audacity is technically considered an audio editor, not a workstation. And the unintended consequence of this is that we have a whole group of Audacity editors reluctant to try a different setup that would save them tons of times in the long run because nothing they've learned is applicable outside of that one program, Audacity. Everything you learn on Audacity is for Audacity. Continue to use Audacity forever. No transferable skills. So one of our criteria should be that whatever DAW we choose should be, in fact, a digital audio workstation. We want any skills we learn in one program to translate fairly well to any others. For example, for my life, I started recording my podcast in Ableton Live, but transferring over to Reaper was made easier because Reaper and Live, and all other DAWs for that matter, are built around common themes. And one of the most important of these themes is that they are non-destructive editors. Now you see, as podcasters, the quality of our audio can change throughout the course of a recording. For instance, HVAC systems can turn on or off, windows can be open, babies can start to cry, guests can move towards or away from the mic, and a whole litany of other problems can occur. And it's our job to make the best of these bad situations. And with most DAWs, it's easy because they are non-destructive editors, meaning they keep the original file intact, but apply EQ and compression and other effects in real time so we can hear the changes we're making. All uses CPU power. Audacity, however, wants us to commit to the changes we make because it's a destructive editor. 
Every time I want to apply an effect, Reaper records over my original audio with a new version with that effect included. If the audio changes over time in a way I didn't anticipate and the effect is no longer appropriate, I can't split into two tracks and process them differently. Or, as is all too common to anyone who's used Audacity, if Audacity crashes while processing the effects, you're often left with a corrupted original file. So essentially, a DAW offers flexibility above and beyond what Audacity is capable of. However, the flexibility of a DAW is often offset by its ease of use. The more options we afford a user, the steeper the learning curve. Reaper may be the logical endpoint to DAW flexibility, but it isn't the most user-friendly thing in the world. So our guides concentrate on simply constructing our own single button presses to execute complex commands. Still better than Audacity, but there are options out there that work more intuitively out of the box. And for this reason, I'm going to exclude Pro Tools from the list, as anyone looking to get into just podcasting is likely uninterested in the investment required to get started in the Pro Tools ecosystem. It's also important to note that your choice of DAW will not have any effect on the sound of your audio in and of itself. All will come with plugins, EQ, compression, etc. that you can use to shape your audio, but the DAW itself will not apply a filter of any sort. So you just want to find the one that you're comfortable with and get really good at it. And so, with all this preamble out of the way, here's our list of software to check out for editing your podcast. And let's start off with GarageBand slash Logic. This duo is an Apple exclusive, but if you're working on a Mac, these are definitely worth checking out. The great thing about this is, apart from GarageBand being free, is the potential for growth. GarageBand does a great job of keeping things simple, and its tight integration with the OS removes a lot of the headaches of trying to route audio, but its layout is a simplified version of Logic, so once you start to feel limited by GarageBand's maximum number of effects, for example, you can migrate to the more robust Logic and take all your projects with you. That being said, if you're a perfectionist, some of the lack of control in GarageBand might be too frustrating for you. While it's certainly enough to get interview podcasts sounding good, it's also a free product designed to get you to eventually upgrade to Logic at some point. So there is limited customizability and ripple edits, which is removing a portion of time from all tracks and removing the audio after the edit to join up with the audio before the edit, which is essential in podcast editing, quickly get rid of ums and ahs and little mistakes like that. So doing ripple edits are very clunky to execute in GarageBand. That being said, however, it is free and dead easy to get started with and a great way to get your toes wet with digital audio workstations if you haven't used one before. Now, this next one is one that I've only just started really getting into, but it is an interesting one, and it's Hindenburg. It's a, it's a very intriguing DAW. It's geared towards journalists, broadcasters, audiobook producers, and podcasters, and as such, it has a lot of features that make life easier for us and generally keeps things pretty simple. For instance, it allows you to record from multiple interfaces natively, meaning no workarounds using aggregate devices or ASIO for all. It also automatically adjusts the gain of imported clips to keep things level and has built-in presets for EQ and compression in its quote-unquote voice profiler, allowing your podcast to take shape with a very hands-off approach. When you export shows, it will automatically adjust the levels to make sure you're within broadcast loudness levels as well. Hindenburg is, in a lot of ways, the big brother to the popular Levelator program, 
as it does sort of a decent job automatically mixing your audio, freeing you up to concentrate on getting rid of the ums and ahs and getting the flow of your show right. Now, the ability to mix audio interfaces and USB mics might be enough to justify the price alone for some people, as that has the potential to save so many headaches. Trust me on that one. And VST support is nice as well, as the included audio effects are all pretty simplified and won't offer much in the way of fixing problematic audio. It also has a dedicated single knob noise reduction plugin, which works fine. And the ability to pick it up for ridiculously cheap on World Radio Day makes it a very attractive proposition to podcasters just getting started. Hindenburg is definitely one to check out. And the last one that we're going to cover in detail is Adobe Audition. And Audition seems to be the big boy DAW everybody talks about these days, so I kind of feel obligated to talk about it here. And, you know, to be fair, on the surface, Audition is fantastic. For a podcaster looking to up their productivity, it has a lot of thoughtful time savers built in. It's got things like auto-ducking music, denoising and declicking built in, a wave editor tab, automatic dynamic processing. All these things are great tools to have for podcasters. All in all, Adobe Audition is a great program for those of you comfortable with the basics of production and want to start saving time and doing more. That being said, womp womp, Adobe Audition will cost you. It's $20 a month, every month, forever. Now, $240 yearly, that cost is going to mean different things to different people. For me... Paying for three months of Audition is the same thing as buying a license for Reaper, which includes free updates to version 6.99. It's currently in 5.62, so it'll probably be a few years before I need to upgrade again. Or three months of Audition would also be 30 copies of Hindenburg bought on World Radio Day. Don't do that. Don't only buy it when it's $1.90. So what I'm trying to say is that you'll never own Audition, but that might not matter to you. All in all, it's a great program with lots of customizability and an unfortunate payment plan. But it is definitely one to look at if you're trying to step up your game. Now, we're not going to go into detail with many of the other DAWs out there, as apart from the ones we just talked about, they're kind of all different flavors of the same thing. And for all those DAWs besides Reaper, the only thing I can really say besides what I've already said is... I would strongly consider getting some software to automate keystrokes and mouse movements of repetitive tasks. Something like Quick Keys or Startly, I think is what it's called now. Reaper can do this natively with Actions, which is what we build out in our guide to podcast editing. But they can speed up your workflow in almost any DAW if you can get one of those automating programs. Or even Audacity. But you didn't hear that from me. Anyways... This has been the Podcasters Podcast. I hope this gives you a general idea of what to look for when you're choosing a DAW. You want some combination that suits you, a flexibility, customizability. If you're looking for both, come over and check out our Reaper guide to editing. Solve all your problems. You'll become the greatest editor in the world. I just, I just know it. Um, so until then, until next week, I've been Riley. This has been the Podcasters Podcast. I'll talk to you later. 